Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium. With your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Hi, this is Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. We're here to pump up your parenting skills, pump up your knowledge, pump up your energy, and welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Our show is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitchers, and syndicated on missionsradio.org and liveleadplay.com. If you're looking for a speaker or leadership development trainer for your organization or event, please go to my website at integrativeminds.com to learn more about what I offer and contact me at info at integrativeminds.com to schedule a meeting time. So our children's first and strongest line of defense is us, the parents. How we show up, how we lead, and what we do has a profound effect on our children. At the end of the day, it's about the connection we have with ourselves and with our children that will leave the legacy that we so desire. And every show and every guest I bring on is to help us learn more, be more, grow more, And I have a strong desire and purpose in my life to share, collaborate, and help. And if you're listening to this show, you need help, want to share your hero's journey or work together to create something greater, please reach out to me or any one of my guests. We have all made it our life's mission to be here for you and to help you live a more fulfilled life. And with that being said, I am fired up to introduce you to our guest today because he has been called the James Bond of motivational speakers. He's one of the top trainers, facilitators, keynote speakers in leadership, team building, student, and the educator spaces. His passion is to make a profound difference add immense value, and impact lives. After taking some life-changing advice from his high school mentor and varsity soccer coach, he decided to follow his dreams and never look back. And to this day, he strives to give back through his powerful message to camps, schools, educators that lead them. And he's had over 6,000 skydives, 400 base jump, and is one of only five members on the Denver Bronco Thunderstorm skydive team. He brings to the stage over 20-plus years of successful audience engagement through humor, all inspiring moments, prolific storytelling, and edge-of-the-seat content. So are you ready to meet him? Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Kenyon Salo. Hi, Kenyon. Hi, Jacqueline. That introduction was phenomenal. That was amazing. I love it. I, I'm so happy to be here and be a part of this podcast and be able to share this energy with your listeners. Absolutely. Hey, I'm just reading who you are. You're phenomenal and amazing. Thank you very much. I'm absolutely receiving that. (laughs) Awesome. So the one thing that we talked about and what I heard when you were interviewed by Nicole was this bucket list life. We heard of bucket list, but usually it's about the end of your life, what we want to do before we die. But you're talking about how we live it. Tell us more about it. Yeah, the bucket list life was something that I came up with in 2014. And really, I had been checking off bucket list items and doing those things for me. But what I realized is that it wasn't about me. It was about the we. And then how would I expand that? And so through that process, I came up with a 
set of rules and guidelines, but then eventually found out it's something that we all do or in terms of the people that are most happy, they do these three things. First, they're creating new experiences all the time. They're growing. They're, they're building up that inner child. They're feeling alive because they're creating something new and they're challenging themselves along those lines. The second thing that happy people do and the people that are really living their lives is they're sharing more stories. And that's the connection, right? They're, they're meeting people. They're going out. They're not just in front of their computers or their phones. They're getting out there and they're connecting with others and they're sharing stories which is an energy exchange and hopefully a positive energy exchange. And that's how we grow as humans. We realize that we have this wisdom that's passed down from one to another. And then the third thing, which I think is why we're on this planet, is living more fulfilled. And how do we do that? It's by helping others. And when we focus on others first, everything we desire comes back tenfold. And so what I realized is when I was doing those three things, I was always most happy. And when I was missing one or more of those three things, I was always kind of feeling stuck. And so I remind myself and I remind audiences that if we follow those things both personally and professionally, everything that we want and true happiness comes. Absolutely. I think that's why we're the only species on this planet that has emotion and can speak and can share and can cry. And we're meant to be with others to share how we have lived our life to better others and ourselves. That's exactly right. What are some of the bucket lists that you have maybe changed now that you're a parent as opposed to before you were a dad? Well, it's a great question. And first and foremost, what happens is we start looking through the eyes of our kids, right? And we want to share what we've experienced. And then we also want to experience new stuff with them. See, we want to pass on the things that we know and that are near and dear to our heart. If somebody's, say, a motocross rider, they want to pass on that motocross riding skills to their kids. Or if they're a painter, they say, hey, I'm going to show you how to paint. We often see in the movie industry or within, the, uh, within singing and stuff like that, is that we see these great artists coming up through the family line and then they become great actors and actresses or they become great singers or performance artists because it's in the family and that's what we teach. We want to pass that on. But then additionally, we want to have those new experiences with our kids because we say, wow, that was so amazing. We got to do that first thing together. And then that's a bonding, a true bonding experience in itself. So I try and do those balances. And of course, you know, we share stories. We share the stories from our lives. Like, hey, I remember when I was a teenager. Don't think you're getting away with anything crazy because I did crazy stuff too. Yeah, sometimes I think that's why we know our kids and they think, how do they... I remember when I was little, I just think, God, my mom can read my mind because I think she's done some of the crazy things that we've done. Oh, it's so true. I mean, it's every time. I mean, obviously we have that DNA connection, but it's, you know, we're, we're seeing life through their eyes, but we're also remembering life through what our memories are. And then we compare notes and we say, yeah, when I was that age, I was doing the same things. Or, you know, guess what's coming? You kind of know, like, I fu I'm fully aware that my teenage kids are probably going to be sneaking out of the house in short order. Meanwhile, as a parent say, well, I don't think that's a great idea, but I go back like I snuck out of the house. So I expect them to be sneaking out of the house. I'm thinking you're talking about we should have a bucket list. 
I think our children should maybe have a bucket list too as they're looking at our life and learning about things that they should put on their list and have that adventure so they don't wait to the end. How, as a parent, can I raise my kids on a bucket list? Well, I want to attack that question from two angles. First and foremost, yes, we want to give our kids everything. We want to show them the world. We want to say this is available. We want to give them experiences, and we want them to grow up to be amazing human beings. But on the other side of this, and this is what I see and what I communicate to my audiences time and time again, is let's not forget about ourselves. Just because we have kids doesn't mean that we have to put everything on hold until they're 18 or until they're out of the house or until they're older. And I hear at times, oh, when the kids are this age, then I'm going to do this thing. Or when the kids are finally this age, then I'm, I'm going to experience that. Like, no, because we never know if we have a tomorrow. And so both sides, what I'm doing is I'm impressing upon my kids that they also need to go after life. And I'm going to do that by showing them by example that I go after life. And then that's how they learn. They learn from watching us, right? If you remember that commercial from decades ago, right? They learn from watching us. And so I want to show them that I'm living my life to the fullest and that by that example, they start to have that. And then, yes, back to your original question, we say, how do we help them? Well, it's all about communication. It's saying, hey, We have 10 days of vacation. How do we want to have these 10 days of vacation? And I remember being a kid when my mom gave me that very example where we were on a camping trip with a camper and we were driving around the country. And she said, we can stay in this city in Wyoming and we can go to the rodeos and we play miniature golf and we can kind of hang out at this campground for the next week or 10 days. Or we can go see some of the state parks and drive around. And we did. So we went from Yellowstone to Yosemite. And we drove through California. And we saw the great redwoods. And we, and we experienced so many things by deciding to go on an adventure instead of just staying put and repeating the same things over and over. So that's what I want to impress upon people. You know, I really like what you said about how you gave your children that choice. Hey, we can do this or we can do this. And I think a lot of times parents don't realize that their children should have an input when it comes to vacation. Absolutely. They're just like, okay, we're going to Hawaii and here we go. And I planned this whole trip and this is what we're doing. And they don't understand why their children aren't excited and inspired and motivated to do these things. Well, I'm often reminded, even through my own kids, that they're their own human being, their own thinking and breathing and feeling and soul-filled human being. So I have to check in with them and say, what is it that they want in their life, their day, their week, their month, their life? Like, what are those things? And then build around that. And yes, we want them to experience new things. So we have to challenge them and we'll get pushback from that challenge. Like, I understand you're a little scared or it's unknown for you or you feel a little uncomfortable or you don't think it's going to be that fun. But let's see. And that's that challenge because we want to challenge ourselves and we want to challenge our kids. At the same time, we want to listen to them because they're going to challenge us. They're going to say, I want to do this. And we're like, oh, I don't know. It's going to be busy. It's going to be too much money. And, or, you know, it's all the way over there. Or maybe you have your fear around it, right? Time, location, financial, or fear is going to come up for you and your kids will challenge you. And the thing is you have to listen to them and say, okay, I'm open to that. I'm going to give it a challenge just as much as you expect them to give it a challenge. I think that pushing that little bit to the boundary is absolutely correct. I totally agree with you. Now, one thing that I know on your bio, you say that you help people make a profound difference. How can we make a profound difference in our life? 
Absolutely. And the profound difference comes from focusing on others. And I'll give you an example. The kids were in elementary school and I went to their school. They didn't know I was coming and I checked them out of school. And as soon as they're like, dad, why are you checking us out of school? I said, today we're going to have an amazing day. And I said, what do you want to do? You can choose anything you want. And they're like, well, I want to go to the indoor wind tunnel and fly. And I want to go bowling. That's what they chose. So we went and we did those activities. And then from there, we moved and we had lunch and we went over to the park and we played in the park for hours and threw the Frisbee and played on the jungle gym stuff. And we in the just all kinds of activities there. And we shared stories through that process. And we talked about what that, you know, it was a chance for me to really connect with them and then for them to connect with me. But this is the third part. And this is what you're asking about, which is that profound part. And I said, look, we've created experiences. We've shared stories. We need to do the number three thing in the bucket list life. And that is we need to help someone else. And I said, who do you want to help? Or how do you want to help? And they brainstormed and they thought and they said, eventually, we want to uh, give food to the homeless. Let's, let's get dinner for the homeless. And I said, okay, great. You want to do that another day or right now? And they said, we need to do it tonight, dad. I said, great. So we went to the pizza place and we had all these large pizzas made. And we had these boxes and boxes of pizza and we put them in the car and we drove down to the toughest part of Denver where all the homeless are outside waiting to go into the homeless shelter. And in the homeless shelter, these individuals are waiting on the outside to get in. And we pulled up and there was a whole row of them along a wall and there were hundreds all around, around the block, but this one particular area. And I got out of the car and I gave the pizza box to my kids. And again, they're only eight and 10 at the time. And I say, I want you to walk over to those individuals and I want you to ask them if they're hungry. If they say yes, I want you to offer them a piece of pizza. So they walked over there. Now there's creating distance. A lot of parents are, would be nervous. There's, maybe there's parents right now that are nervous. Like, how could you possibly do that? But I understand that we're all human beings. And I said, go ahead, go over there. And my kids walked over, they opened the box. Are you hungry? Would you like a piece of pizza? Yes. Are you hungry? Would you like a piece of pizza? Yes. And all of a sudden they went through the lines and I kept feeding more boxes of large pizzas and more boxes and more people had pizza and people started standing up and people started smiles on their faces and hugs started happening. And then the homeless started communicating with each other and they were communicating with us. And all, there was this great energy, just so much wonderful energy And if you've ever seen the movie Shawshank Redemption, when Andy Dufresne is on the top of the roof and he just slopped all the tar on the roof and then his men were having beers and he felt like he and his men were free men in that moment, these homeless individuals felt like they had been seen. And that is the true power of that moment where we helped another human being and all these individuals were so excited. And my kids still remember that experience and those moments to this day. It's something that they'll talk about years and years later. And that's how when you help someone else, you're also helping yourself. And that true experience is, is, it's amazing. And you have to kind of teach it by doing. Yeah. Too many people think that if I instill my value by telling them the stories that I've been through, and yet I still do the same thing, that somehow they'll do what I say and not what I do. Isn't that how the statement goes? Exactly. (laughs) And it doesn't work. But I love how you are giving back and realizing that it's a circle. If you are not giving out, you're not receiving. And 
that's receiving in always emotion, empathy, compassion, and find something that you love. I know for me, it's about educating and helping teens on drugs, alcohol, and substance abuse. And so my kids are, we're out there, we're helping the kids learn more about what's going on. And homeless is another part of it because, you know, when these kids get into these substance abuse, they get into homelessness. It's a huge epidemic. There's a lot of people in the homeless that are on drugs. And I'm so happy that your kids got that experience. I wish more children would get that experience. That impacts their life, other person's life, and adds value to the whole world. Absolutely. So tell us about how does skydiving and base jumping, how has that changed your life? Well, the thing with skydiving and base jumping is a lot of people think, oh, it's adrenaline or death wish or things like that. And ultimately, it's a sport like any other. And we're challenging ourselves as athletes to become better at the sport. But how has it changed my life where it's really come down to the process of being in the moment? And a lot of people will say whatever they're doing, again, if somebody's painting, they're in the moment and they feel that. You don't have to do something extreme to be in the moment. But that's just my version of being in the moment. When I'm skydiving for that one minute or two minutes and or I'm flying around in my wingsuit, I realize in those moments, there's nothing else that I can think about. But what it also does for me is it makes me realize what it takes to really become great at something that you have to put in the time. And for me, 6,000 skydives, 20 years in the sport, I put in the time, the energy, over 10,000 hours. It's, it's amazing what has come through that process. But then to also see that through my kids. This past season was the first time that I've been able to have my kids be in the Denver Broncos stadium. Really? And to see dad jump into the stadium with 70,000 people. It was like, wow, it was so... And then I got up to the stands afterwards after I'd landed on the field and my kids were like, it's so amazing. And I remember being on the field and looking up to knowing where they were in the stands and seeing my son just waving at me like... And I waved back. I was like, wow, there were 70,000 people there. But I had this one-on-one connection with my son, Eli, who was up there and just thought, this is a truly, truly special moment. And whether they choose to skydive or base jump, that's their choice. And I know my daughter, she's super fired up about it. And my son's thinking about it, but he's not sure. But I know my daughter's like, I can't wait. But either way, I hold that space for them because they don't have to. Yeah. But really what it has taught me is that there's this term out there, we hear it all the time, helicopter parenting right? And it's this, you know, okay, great. I don't want my kids to get hurt. I want to protect them from, from violence or, or words or experiences that could be negative or things or that. And, or, or don't run on the blacktop. Don't go up the, don't go up the slide backwards. You know, it's like, oh, come on. For me, I really believe my term is helicopter parenting. I want my kids to one day jump off a helicopter <laughs> with a parachute if they choose. Yeah. But it's that sense of like, Yes, climb on that thing, you might get hurt. Run fast, you might fall down. Try this experience, ring that doorbell of that girl you like and ask her to prom, right? Do those things that scare you and make you most nervous and you'll end up finding out that the outcome generally works out with enough preparation and knowledge. And that's my belief there. Well, you're changing their beliefs. When I was going through leadership coaching school, my coach gave us a story. He said, two kid, twins running down the sidewalks. There's a crack. They fall. They skin their knee. It bleeds and it hurts. One kid looks at it and says, ow, I better be careful and hold back because look, 
it's bleeding, it's painful, and I don't want to get hurt again. The other kid looks at his knee and said, oh wow, look at my body starting to heal already. It's slowly not hurting anymore. And if I just keep going, that means my body can heal itself. So I'll just keep going. Same incident, two kids, different viewpoint, different beliefs. Just think about how their lives will change when they get older. That's that's so true. And it's and it's also as parents how we react. There was a study where they took an 18-month-old and they had basically a a raised elevation, call it a, a table. And then there was glass in between another table that was about five feet away. And so this this baby was crawling around on top of this. And then as it got to the glass, put its hand on the glass because obviously you can see down. And then what they had is they had the mother in the room. And if the mother was in the room, the baby would always look at the mother like, is it okay? Should I do this or not? And if the mom was like, yes, the baby would crawl across. No, the baby would retreat. Then what they found that was really interesting is that if the mother was not in the room, the baby would go through a process of test, test. Okay, this is firm. Yes, I can see through it, but it's firm. Okay, and then would crawl across. Wow. And so it did its own analysis for success. So what we realize is that we have a lot of input as parents to how our kids react to what we deem safe or unsafe or that should really hurt or no, you're okay kind of thing. So it's interesting to see how we have as much input in their growth. Even as a baby, they are feeling it. Yes. That's all they are. It's just a big mush of feelings. <laughs> as a baby. That's right. That's right. And they're looking to us to learn, <laughs> yeah. right? That's what they understand. And throughout their whole life, that becomes part of their process is we're going to look to our parents to learn. Although when they become teenagers, they kind of go do their own thing. Like, because they're, that's the independent phase. They need to learn that too. So that's a whole nother subject. Now, I want to get to this subject. You followed your dream. You said in high school, you took an advice from a soccer coach and you decided to follow your dream. A lot of people want to do that, but they're afraid. And maybe they tried doing it and they failed. What advice or message would you give to those people who tried their dream, failed, or haven't even tried their dream? Well, this is a continuum thing. It's, it's that circle. We're going to try. We're going to fail. We're going to try. We're going to fail. And it doesn't matter what age you are. You can be 5, 15, 25, 45, 55. Nobody's going to try and succeed and then succeed at everything the rest of their life. So we're built as humans to try and create new experiences. We're going to be a disaster when we start it. Every master was once a disaster. That's true. When you started podcasting, were you a master at it? No. <laughs> That's right. We fumble over our words. We're trying to figure it out. We're trying to get the flow. We're working with technology, trying to figure it all out. And then we slowly get better and better. When I first started skydiving, even though I was pretty good at handling stuff, I was still, I was terrified I was going to fall out the plane. I had a parachute on. That's part of the, that's what you're supposed to do is fall out of the plane. The thing is, is that I want to impress upon my kids that failure is totally okay. And then we unpack it. What did we learn? What, what, what could you do differently? And how would you do, do it differently? Okay, great. Let's move along to the next thing. And then we build upon that. And they also get to see me as a dad try things and fail. Like they, they've seen relationships. They've seen businesses. 
They've seen things where I've tried things that they're good at. Like my daughter does a handstand. I'm like, I want to try and do a handstand. <laughs> oh, look, I failed, but I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again. And they get to see that too. And again, that goes back to that. Um, they learn by watching and I learn by experiencing with them. So it's fun. It's good for them to see you fail and get up and keep trying. Yes. I think that's important for them to see us getting back on the horse. The saying goes. That's exactly right. What do you do outside of jumping out of airplanes, <laughs> speaking in front of thousands of people? Because I usually say, what do you do for fun? But you do do all that stuff for fun. <laughs> what do you do when you want to wind down? Again, the, so those are my experiences, right? So jumping out of airplanes and speaking on stage, that's part of my experiences. And, and then I'm getting that all the time. One of the things that I use to kind of level myself is have really, really good conversations. And it doesn't matter the age of the person, but just sitting there and asking questions about who they are. So it could be someone who's 10. It could be someone who's 25 and say, hey, tell me something about yourself. What is something that not many people know about you? What is something that makes you who you are today? And then engaging in that conversation. So maybe if I'm coming back from a speaking engagement, and I'm on an airplane and the person that I'm sitting next to opening that door to conversation if they want to have it. And then that conversation like fuels me and I learn something new. And then additionally, it's that, again, going back to helping others. And sometimes that helping others is just saying something nice or being able to say, how can I help you today? Or engaging or getting out there. And then, oh, um, you see the, the woman across the street, she's mowing her lawn and you just go over and you say, hey, I'm going to, can I rake up some of this grass for you? I mean, I, I would be happy to do that. So it's like, that's my downtime. And sure, I'm like any human being. It's like, oh, this is an amazing Netflix show. Now I'm in it and I love it and I'm going to watch all the episodes. And then I say, okay, great. I've done that. And then I go back to the process of, of saying, okay, what's new? How can I create experiences, share stories and help others? The one thing that you and I are the same page on is you can't do any of this unless you have your health that you're good to your body, you're taking care of your body. That's the one thing that's profoundly changed in my life. I think I'm stronger, healthier than I was in my 20s just because I know more about what goes in my body. What about you? I believe that that pillar is not a pillar. It's more of a foundation. And that foundation in life is key to how we experience life and we have that longevity. If someone wants to go to Machu Picchu and they want to do the three-day hike, if they don't have their optimum health, it's going to be a struggle for them. Along with the fact of that, how we decide to wake up every single morning, if we're low in our health, we're low in our energy. We're low in what we can give to others, and then we're low on what we can give to ourselves. So I really, really focus on health and making sure that I have that in a day in fitness, sleep, water, lots of laughs, those types of things. That's a part of health and nutrition, right? So health is not just nutrition. It's all those things. And, and then I impress upon that with my kids also. And at the same time, having balance, like, hey, guess what? You know, let's, let's have dessert because dessert's cool and dessert's great. So we focus on those things in the household so that we can additionally be able to live our lives to the fullest. Absolutely. America is known as the most obese country. And as parents, I want to reiterate out there that we need to start taking care of our health so that our children can change how they view what healthy lifestyle is. 
Yes, I love that. <laughs> okay, so a couple minutes left. Tell us how we can see you, hear you, talk to you. What's coming up for you? Absolutely. The number one way to get a hold of me is at kenyansalo.com. And all my social media links are there and everything else. And check out the storylines and all that stuff. I love to connect with people on social media. So Facebook or Instagram or send me if, if you've got an idea and you just want to reach out, I'm ready to listen. So you can contact me through the website anyway there because I want to hear people's stories and those inspire me because I believe that inspiration goes in both directions. Just because I stand on a stage and maybe people look at me and they say, he's inspirational. Well, I stand on the stage and look at people in the audience and go, wow, they're so inspirational because I hear their stories too. So that's the way I like to look at it. And ultimately, I'd like to leave everybody with the opportunity of really considering something you've always wanted to do and challenge yourself to do that in the next 12 months. And it's going to feel a little scary and it's going to seem like the timing's not right. But I challenge you to do something for you, not for your kids, something for you in the next 12 months. Because to be great parents, we have to always think about ourselves and also think about our kids, but don't forget about yourself. Well, if you didn't get your New Year's resolution fulfilled in January, this is the mid-year resolution to start. That's right. <laughs> Kenyon, thank you so much. I appreciate all of your advice and your lifestyle and listeners. All of the contact information for Kenyon within the show notes. Any last word, Kenyon? Have an amazing day and be phenomenal. Yay. Until next time, listeners, always be learning and always be growing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, Go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. And while you're at our website, sign up to receive a free gift. Until next time, have a wonderful week.